welcome back to the Edge Broadcast. I'm here. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's nice, Daniel. Nice to talk to you again. All right. Yeah. As you know, this is a green screen. Uh, but actually, I'm I'm actually going to be floating in space. People, they, they they really don't know that I'm in a green screen seat, so I just pretend. Uh, <laughs> but but it really gets ironic because they think I'm pretending to be a cowboy because I got the hat. But this is pure authentic, Joshua. Okay. Good, man. It looks real. Looks like you're really out there, man. Uh, uh, that's a good word, and apparently you've been out there a little bit too, and we're going to find out about it tonight. In fact, we want to, uh, Joshua, we want to find out, is there hope in the afterlife? There is hope in the afterlife. That's that's the uh, the crux of my work, man, showing that, showing that. Okay, so I know you're a filmmaker, and uh, you get into various things. You're a researcher, of course, and uh, got a great website, got a lot of things going on. How does, how does... At the afterlife come into your wheelhouse well i mean I, I mean you know you you know you had me on early on um i don't know what year i was on i feel like it was 2014 maybe or something like that yeah, and you know i was deep in the in the research in the journey um as i was researching the afterlife because i was curious about it you know i really couldn't take anyone else's word for it, the tv shows and things like that i wanted to find out myself i I found that I had an intuitive ability, my, you know, myself, and I started able to communicate with, um, you know, with spirits on my own. Um, and, and, uh, it, it just, it just escalated, man. It just, it just got, you know, deeper and deeper, um, you know, using different pieces of equipment and recorders and things like that. I started doing sessions to help people reach their loved ones using my ability, but then using the gear to validate what I was getting. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it does that. And, uh, so it's just, it's just been an amazing ride. And so there's, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope, but you know, we have a correlation. There's a direct correlation. We have an impact, um, on the spirit world. Um, we do, and they have one on us, you know? Mm -hmm. So how often during one's daily life and routine, do you think we are actually interacting with the other world? It's a great question. Actually, it's a really good question. Um, I think people are interacting. I think there's spirit interaction way more than we really think. I don't think someone needs to be psychic or even conscious of that kind of interaction. I think that we have loved ones and help, uh, you know, angels and guides of that nature, you know, helping us. We've also got, you know, just like there's you know, a-holes out here in the world that, you know, like to be negative and do what they want to do and try to have ulterior motives and things, that stuff can can affect us too, you know? It's, and, and so how we're living kind of dictates that. If, if, if we're living like a, you know, we got a lot of fear in our life, we got a lot of anger in our life, you know, we're not do, always doing the right thing, that invites you know, the, the darker side into, into our life, you know? Yeah. Well, that kind of reminded me the way you described that is, uh, the movie, uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, the end theme of that was, as they sort of revealed was the building was an infrastructure that was almost like a calling center. It was, it, it was attracting, yeah. uh, those, uh, ghosts. And so are, are you saying that how we act on earth can either attract good forces or evil absolutely so i mean if i come into my if, if i spend my day 
being a good guy, listening to some good music, you know, uh, praying a little bit, meditating a little bit, you know, maybe doing something to help someone else, um, you know, just a friendly deed. It doesn't have to be that big, you know, uh, trying to improve myself. That's going to attract a more divine energy, a higher vibration, a higher vibrational energy. Uh, if I'm listening to a lot of negative music and I'm being a real negative person, I've got a lot of negative thoughts going through my head. Oh, that person sucks and this thing sucks and that, you know, whatever. That's going to attract more of that kind of energy. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um when you say energy, let's let's talk about that. What is the essence of energy? Light. I mean, vibration, light. I mean, that, that, that's really all that it is. I mean, it's not. I don't want. I don't want to reduce it and say that's all it is. But I mean, we are light, and and everything. I mean, I really believe this is a projection of some kind. And and um, you know, I mean, I'll tell you this. It wasn't until a few years ago that I was able to finally visually capture, you know, more, you know, visual evidence um, of, 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 you know, phenomenon, um, you know, moving around me. And you'll see in a lot of my videos, these balls of light coming in and stopping and then going in my head and going into my gear and then leaving the gear and then doing these loops and, and leaving, excuse me, these are balls of light. And, and I believe that's, crossed over loved ones angels guides helping but you know there are there are negative there are negative you know there's negative energy i mean you know and and there's energy vampires and that kind of mm. you know stuff mm-hmm. mm. okay so now i would agree with you on energy vampires those in the, in the the natural world it, to me it's it's somebody who's negative and and if you if you feel i mean you can literally feel like correct something oozing like trying to pull you out of your happiness into them kind of like our well i mean that's interesting again you're you know you're bringing up a lot of really good things because the thing is is that you know you don't you're not a psychic you're not going around talking to the afterlife and all that kind of stuff but you yourself are you know in touch with that intuitive side enough to know that when you're around someone who's negative you they don't have to be saying a whole lot you can just Mm -hmm. feel that you know, that pull or that negativity mm-hmm. when someone's around you and has a great energy, they've got a great light. They've got a great energy about them. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they too don't have to say very much. Mm-hmm. You can be around them and they can leave and you can go, you know, I don't know what it was about that guy or that person, that woman, they just had a great energy about them. Mm-hmm. They just, I felt better around, you know, around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've met, I've met obviously both uh, right. strata there. I mean, I'm not sure every, everybody has right. met. And of course, Obviously, we want to decrease the the negative and increase the positive, as the bear said. But yeah. uh, uh, but we live in a world where this this constant conflict. Let me ask you something: Does it take that? You know, there's a euphemism that says like it takes more energy to frown than to smile. Does it take more energy to remain hostile and aggravated and mean versus the amount of energy to remain hopeful, optimistic, and cheerful? That's a great question. You got a lot of great questions tonight, Daniel. I got to tell you. Um, so thank you. Um, you know, I, I would say it's almost the opposite when we're here in this realm. It's a very dense realm. It's very, uh, you know, it's just, it's very dense. It's a dense place. You know, it's it's very physical. But because of that, there's a lot of distractions and a lot of negativity. 
it takes a lot of work to keep up the positive energy because the way that the system is kind of built for us almost it's like it's not built to be conducive to raise the vibration it's kind of built to lower the vibration we've got processed foods and it's hard to eat healthy unless you're rich you know there's all kinds of you know there's all you know phones and apps are are thrown in our hands that are major distractions and the screens that we're in front of all the time the 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 type of content that's out there it's not positive a lot of times it's like the kardashians and other types of real housewives kind of that all stuff doesn't raise your vibration that stuff lowers it so you know i would say it's the opposite it's a lot harder to keep the high vibration going mm-hmm when you just have to go through a whole day on, on earth, I think it, I think it pulls you down unless you're staying positive. Mm. Um, if one was around this negative situation, would that eventually end up in sickness? Yeah. I mean, you know, they've said, I mean, like uh, doctors have even said there's a major benefit to um, meditation and, and there's a medical benefit to it. There doesn't even have to be a spiritual, you're finding a higher power. Mm-hmm. Really, it just lowers blood pressure. It moves out negative energy, tension in the body, things like that. When we have stress, when we have, you know, high pressure or a lot of negativity, um, you know, the body takes that on. I mean, who's that? Who's the, um, I think the Japanese uh, scientist who, who conducted that study where he had the two plants and every day he spoke negative to one and he spoke positive and said, I love you to the other. Mm-hmm. And the one that, you know, got spoken to negatively started dying mm-hmm. severely. Mm-hmm. And he was he was still watering it the same and do, doing a controlled experiment. But he proved that negative energy is detrimental to mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I'll share a personal story with you. I don't know that uh, I've ever said it on the show, but hey, I'm always willing to uh, expose myself <laughs> Uh, my frailties, my vulner- vulnerableness, although I'm an alpha male, I got to tell you, I do, ha- <laughs> I do got a vulnerable side, not a feminine <laughs> side, okay? Cowboy don't got that. Okay. But uh, years ago, I was informed by the power company that they've got to come in and cut down some of my prized trees as I personally planted. Now, I'm a planting fool, man. I mean, I I got bees, I, I plant fruit trees, berries. Awesome. I planted an acre of forest. I have a forest I personally planted. That's really oh, and, cool. uh, and three something acres I planted every tree on. So I, I'm, but I don't all, I also don't consider myself the, the, the sort of the tree hugger, you know, I'm in left wing, mentally de- deprived, whatever that right. would be, the right. extreme of somebody who wor- is worse being nature. But, so I'll say, I'll say this, I did go to those trees. I was sad. And I felt a sadness that they had to be cut down. It's like I had sure. a kinship, and I'm thinking, I agree. Am, am I slipping? Am, am, is something going on with my 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 physiology, my psychology, my my calibration with the, the environment around me? Yeah. But I was sad, and I told I did tell the trees. So if, if people want to turn the show off now, you can. But I I I I was no, I, did, man, I didn't I mean, know I where that was coming from. I don't think that's admitting any kind of. I mean, you you have to understand. I mean. Why are we just so superior that we don't have any other connection to anything living on this planet? You know, you put an energy, I mean, you put energy into planting those and watch them, and there was irrigation, there was water, you had to take care of these, whatever the whole situation was, you know? So there, the, you know, there's a connection to it. All of a sudden, you're like, well, that sucks, man. Those things don't have to get cut down. They, you know, they shouldn't have to get cut down, you know? So 
why not? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I understand that, you know, you don't want to get you know pegged as mm -hmm. someone that's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, losing their mind because right. they care about their trees. But I mean, right. why not, man? Why well, not? My, my, you know? my, my, my sympathy was somewhat abated when I made them pay me four hundred dollars and I, then I went out and bought a Husqvarna chainsaw and cut some more trees. So I'm the, uh, I'm the hypocrite of the worst degree, yeah. Joshua. What a damn yeah, hypocrite. I went out and bought of, a Husqvarna. Of, uh, I thought, of, hey. Of, of connection, so that's cool. You know, whatever. So we got, yeah, the, no, I am absolutely convinced we live in a, a spiritual world. And I'm thinking it's it, it's a more of a world than this because this seems like such a temporary place. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, and, and it's interesting because... When I first started, the responses that I, I was getting and the communication I was getting was more basic. It was more like help or, you know, get out or uh, I'm here, simple things mm -hmm. like that, you know. And now because over eight years now, the, the, the communication has really evolved and the stuff we're working on now is really wild stuff. I mean, this is the type of work that was started by Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, um, Frederick Jorgensen, um, uh, uh, Constantine Radovau. I mean, these are very educated, you know, important people, and they all worked on instrumental transcommunication, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Now the responses are, you know, like there's a lot being revealed about um, the other side. That I have guides that are coming in shifts, so there's there's like there there's work almost like there's help on the other side. There's a team of people that are that are moving and it's not just for me I feel like I'm just kind of revealing and showing more of that but that's for other people everyone else has someone on the other side kind of helping or working with them on some level mm -hmm. um, and there's like there's a, there's a few more human factors to the other side than I think than we even um, really understand I think most people the misconception is that we die and it's like there's just this light and, you know, we turn into a ball of light and we're just like this spirit that gets a, a download of all the secrets of the universe that we ever wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think that that's the way it is. I think that there's multiple levels to the to the afterlife. I think that um, there's a level just right on the other side of this, which is more similar to kind of this realm that we're in right now. Like it's kind of like a, like a, almost like a mirror image but you know on the other side of the veil and then the higher up you go you know you're getting a more divine being or you're getting a higher vibration mm -hmm. um but you know i i i've told people that i i think it's weird to think that uh the system would be built in a way that we do all these human things and feel very human and and work and do all this stuff and then go to the other side and it's just like nothing it's nothing like being human i think that would be too drastic uh, of a transition. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I, and you know, because of that, I hear responses of them talking about having a phone in their hand, having, um, eating something. I've heard them talking about sleeping. Mm. So, you know, I think what, it's interesting. What do you mean you heard them? Who, who are you talking about? I, I'm sorry. I've heard them meaning the spirits on the other side mm -hmm. with my, through my gear, through the, the intuitive connections, mm -hmm. them talking about human aspects mm -hmm. on the other side. Well, if you if you go to if you want to know how many interviews I've done, you can go to the audio files link on my website, and it'll take a few minutes to load. But it go, it will your finger wear out hitting the scroll button. Go down. In that, I've talked to a whole lot of people that that have had near death experiences. The main similarity that I see is, or that I hear, 
is that there is a sort of earth-like yeah. place. Yeah, wow. Okay. Where the, but they said that the, the colors are 10 times more vibrant and the smells and the flowers sing. And uh, there's, you know, I mean, to, to me, I mean, being somebody who loves nature, I'm kind of like, you know, that sounds that like pretty sounds good, good heaven yeah. to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to contrive what an image of heaven is because I feel like I'll be so far off, you sure. know, that so I don't really even have, speculate on that. But I do that's, like to hear other people's nice. stories. So when you hear about the afterlife, are all the stories consistent, or do you have you ever picked one up that's completely out of line with the others? Um. No, I mean, the communication that I'm getting from my spirit guides, the ones that are on the other side, helping me with the gear, um, you know, it all is very, is very consistent. Um, each session that I do, there's always a, like, you know, uh, a lot of the, not the same responses, but there's a lot of similar responses of them talking about bring in more light. We need more light. Um, mm -hmm. This person is here mm -hmm. um, or this person just left. Um, you look bright tonight or, you know, there's things like, so, you know, when, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, I don't know if I found this out yet when I was on your show last, but, you know, spirits talk about the light a lot of times. And mm -hmm. some people think, you know, that's just the light, the tunnel to, to heaven, but really we actually get light from the source. There's a source, higher power, God, you know, whatever that is, um, you know, whatever people want to uh, conceptualize that as, but we do get light and you know and like i said when i'm filming on night vision cameras and i'm you know using some other type of visual technology um i'm seeing light like there's like i said balls of light are coming down and they're coming in fast they're coming in slow so we need light to communicate mm. and uh, we need light to live and that's a big part of it i don't think that was really fully understood mm -hmm. um amongst afterlife researchers mm -hmm. Yeah, my one of my original televisions had a light connection to the sound bar, uh, you know, an optical connection, which is the same. Uh, in First uh, John one five, it says, "God is light, and Correct. in Him is no darkness at all." Now that tells me that He's pretty much got everything in, under control, and uh, I would dare say this is now this is my personal belief. I'm not speaking for you, anybody means, but I would think that all light would probably whatever. It, whatever form it comes to us, it comes from him. It has to come from the source. So, I mean, someone has said, you know, uh, God is everything or he's nothing, you know, and so that even if there's dark aspects um, of the world, of the universe, of the, of the multiverse, whatever you want to say, I still think that those parts came from God or that, that, that derived from God. You know, God gave us free will. Without free will, there wouldn't be any, any reason for morality, Right. We wouldn't have to make a choice ever. We would just be good and we would be because we were made to be good and we couldn't veer from that. But because there are egos and there are, you know, this individualized and I'm not against feeling, you know, being an individual with different uh, aspects of who we are. But um, we lose the sense of connection. We lose the sense of connection to that source. And when we do that, we become darker. Mm. We, you know, we cut off the light. Well, that is true. And, and, and some people said, of course, if, once you disconnect from, you use the word source, I'll use the word God there. Uh, I use God a lot too. I'm just trying to be kind of, you know, diplomatic a little I, bit. I, here. I do understand that. I actually do. Yep. And I hope the people do too. I mean, you know, I always have this battle. I feel like there's people that, that are a little bit judgmental and feel like anybody that's a little different in their point of view is like somehow 
not normal. But uh, no, right. But, right, but, right. So, but I've heard heard it said that being apart from the light, being apart from God, is the hell that is spoken about. You don't. Maybe it's not a burn. Although the Bible particularly does talk a lot about a burning literal hell, and I'll yeah, just leave people know, to debate that. Um, but being apart from uh, light has got to be hell. I mean, I, you know, I tried to imagine one time, what if I was in the casket and my eyes opened up and I'm underground? It's dark. I mean, you can't breathe. I mean, I, I start, you know, I get a little panicky thinking about that. Anyone would. <laughs> uh, and so so I don't like the dark. You know, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the, the guy in the, in the Green Mile. Do you ever see that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, You know, he's a big, big guy, sensitive right. heart, a gift of healing, but he didn't like the dark. In fact, when they right. went to electrocute him, he didn't want a, mask, a hood on his head, so he didn't want to see the dark. So there is right. something about the dark. Now, so many uh, stories and human fears, and which is represented by movies, come right. as through the darkness. You know, it's it's a dark and stormy night. It's really not in the daytime. Why is that? Well, I mean, you know, what we can't see, we don't know, and we fear what we don't know, right? I mean, if I show you the monster... You know, and I, I, I'm in the film business. I've done a lot of different film projects, and I was a part of a horror movie because that was the genre that was selling at the time. And, you know, I, I, I was, you know, making movies. I mean, so, you know, uh, if you show the if you show the monster up front, it's not as scary. But if you show the dark and a little bit of a growl and maybe a little flicker of something, all of a sudden it's like your imagination can create something way worse than what I could create to show you. Right. You know. So there is something to that. But I mean, no, I mean, uh, I to go back to your point about the hell thing. I've done sessions where I've heard them talk about hell being in hell or, you know, there there was a hell. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say there isn't a place where there's fire and there's a guy with hooves and a, and a pitchfork and all that. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Who am I to really say? The more I do this, the less I know I feel like. But. Um, I think it is more of a of a self-created situation. So if if you hated, you know, it was just it was funny. It was like in The Sopranos. I remember, you know, one of the Italian guys was, you know, uh, on on in the hospital bed and he came out of a coma and the other guy comes to him and he goes, well, what was it like? And he goes, man, he goes, I was at an Irish bar and it was St. Patrick's Day every day. You know what I'm saying? So like that was his hell, you know, for an Italian guy. It was just funny. So it was like it could be whatever you create, whatever you feared the most, whatever you hated. If, you know, if like, you know, a guy like Jeffrey Epstein, you know, he could be experiencing something that's completely different than what someone else is experiencing mm -hmm. as their hell, you know. Um, so I think that there's a truth to that. But being cut off from the light, I think, is is a is a is, is yeah, it's hell. You know, if you think about it, now we talk, we mentioned, talk about hell as in a, a literal burning fiery place. There are a lot of descriptions of hell, but I would say this, that the early twilight zones, many of their programs was hell. It was, it was hell. And it, really it wasn't in, in the sense of the fiery burning, but you, when you were there, uh, you know, it's like they had this one show where this former Nazi guard came back as he ended up, he was a prisoner, you know? And there's so many of those stories that, you know, how somebody treated somebody years ago now happens to them. And that's their... Well, that's karma. Yeah, sure. Right. And now, they're, one of the funnier ones, though, I remember there was this, this one Twilight Zone where this, uh, like, kind of rock and roller kid 
lived just kind of like ate potato chips and just threw trash all over his room but he died when he died though he didn't know he's dead but then every time he'd throw paper on the floor a maid would come in and pick it up so he couldn't trash the place and that's what he was trying to do his hell josh <laughs> was he could not trash his room that's like so he did funny. on earth it right. was pure hell to have a clean room so I'm telling you, there are different hells for different no, people. No, I mean, think about the guy that was, you know, had the store, whatever. It was the storm shelter the uh, or the fallout shelter, and he saved the books. You know, I think it was like Burgess Meredith. Or I yeah. forgot who it was. The library. But, you know, and, and he broke the glasses. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just little things mm-hmm. that you don't realize. It's whatever is – so that, you know, the point – you know, and that and that's a great segue into like, you know, the fact is, is that what can we do here on Earth – you know, why is there a correlation to the afterlife? Well, sure, we want to know if there's an afterlife. We want to know about it. We want to know that our loved ones are on the other side and they're doing okay and that they're, you know, and all that. But the fact is, is that if 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 we die and we have a lot of de- um, um, desires that we're still holding on to, regrets that we're holding on to, resentments, things like that, that's the kind of stuff that can really keep us kind of held down in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean hell doesn't mean you know we're gonna we got one shot to go to god and then there's nothing there's still a a journey on the other side it doesn't just end Mm -hmm. within 90 years of being in a body there's a you know there's still a journey and 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 it could be a really good one it's you know it is a good one i've heard many wonderful accounts of i'm in the light i've seen god i've heard a lot of great things but i've heard people like you know i'm bored I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I really don't know. I'm I'm still angry or I'm upset about something, you know, they're holding on to something. So mm-hmm. I think that if my work can do anything to help people, it can help show them, yeah, there's an afterlife and we live on, but mm-hmm. find your higher power, find God for you, Jesus Christ, if that's who it is for you, that is for me, you know, but some people love Buddha and Allah and Krishna and all these other avatars these ascended masters and things of that nature some may just love the unmanifested father you know energy that is you know father uh, god but create that connection work on ourselves try to become as you know wear the world like a loose garment like he said that means go to work have a wonderful job enjoy your family lit you know and you know enjoy life mm-hmm. hey, but John, you can't just, hold on to everything but by the way somebody put in our live chat going on uh, we're streaming on youtube and we're streaming on our right. website and then right. we're streaming the audio on tune tune in radio but somebody put in the live chat martha washington uh felt that we're talking about inside of a coffin said they when they disinterred her they found scratches inside her coffin oh man that's hell josh i'll just put it to you that way hey let me do a little business here uh yeah. I, I give a shout out to everyone in the live chat and a bunch of more have joined so i want to make sure i give them a shout out in our live chat has joined uh, southern boy australian ben granny from florida believe 3.0 scotty leanne franks elijah may 777 teflon coat max vogan uh, vivica peter raul and carol and craig all joining us in the live chat and for those of you watching the program if you have a question for our guest uh joshua lewis be sure to put that in the chat and our moderator will send it over to us if you have questions about finding hope in the afterlife so joshua uh a lot so there are people there are a, a group of people that believe there is no afterlife, of course. And then there's those that believe uh, it's whatever, you know, and then you're saying that there's more, it's more leaning toward hope. So therefore, if from the hope standpoint, when a person gets near death, should they have that 
that terrorizing fear or should they just relax and say, Hey, I'm, I'm heading to a better place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you start to get to that point where, you know, you're, you know, you're heading in that direction, then start to, you know, relax and pray and start like taking down the stress level as much as possible. They say that like, um, in hospice and other places that, you know, like hospitals or if someone is passing at home in a room, you know, to try to keep the talk positive. Don't have the TV blaring with like, you know, crappy movies or whatever. Play positive music. Whisper in their ear. Tell them that they are the light. They're going to the light. That they, you know, that there is a God. All the, all that stuff. Stuff that they may already know, but it's going to help reinforce that. You know, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you know. Uh, the monks, they, you know, they talk about the different bardos, the different levels in the afterlife, as I was just sharing. But they talk about how when someone is passing, that they have a process of praying with them and for them and trying to help guide them through so that the, that they don't get distracted in any way or hear any kind of negativity and let that take it, you know, take them longer. So, you know, I mean, of course, it, there's there's wonderful, um, you know, I'll just kind of just I'm not going to read anything to you, but I mean, there's in my book, there's there's six truths, facts that I found simple facts in the sense that, um, you know, like there's a lot of other things I can tell you about that I have found through the research. But what I do know for sure through my research, whether someone believes me or not, um, is that, you know, we are intuitive people who can send and receive information telepathically. That is 100% a fact that I have proven myself, whether someone accepts those findings or not. I know that to be a fact. Another fact is we are able to effectively hear and record intelligent voices from an unknown dimension or space. That is a fact, whether they're all evil or all good, which I, they're not all evil, but I'm just, you know, mm -hmm. giving people some, you know, some room. But this is a fact. That is a fact, okay? Intelligent voices are responding to me. Uh, consciousness exists after the body dies. That is a fact. There is too many there are there's too much verifiable information that I have received um, from the other side about people's lives, about how they're doing, what's going on, or answering very specific questions that only they would know. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's some type of transfer of consciousness to the other side uh let's see i have three more not uh the other one is not everything that comes through is evil there that is a you know that is a fact that you know the majority of my communication i receive is very positive um uh, it's encouraging it's you know it's talking of just trying to spread love and light and and be a better person so that's a good thing um these voices on the other side speak of angels Jesus and even God. So can I prove that Jesus and God exist? No, I can't. But voices on the other side are talking positively about those divine forces, those divine powers. So that's a really good thing. Um, there are light anomalies that interact with me during these sessions. And, you know, I say light anomalies because it's 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 out of the room of standard. It's not it's not normal for those types of things to be happening. I guess for us to be picking that up on camera, but that is visual, you know, evidence that that there is spirit or some kind of paranormal interaction, and it's coming at a time when I'm getting positive things. I feel positive. I may say on the video, 
hey, I feel good. I'm feeling light coming in. And you might see a ball of light hit my head, you know, so it's really wild. So those are the six facts, which should give hope. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, so I'll just throw this out to the folks watching the program in the, uh, in the live chat. Do you, the question that I'm going to throw out there, do you feel like there's hope in the afterlife or do you feel like it would just be neutral or do you feel like it'd be hell or nothing? Just, just something, just write a one word thing there. Let's find out what the folks are kind of thinking, kind of gauging right now. Um, so, um, I've had a number of people that do talk about sort of a hell hellish experience on the other side. And, um, uh, a lot of them, of course, they come back, I and mean, that's the nature of a near-death experience. And I'm wondering, of course, I don't know why they call it near-death experience, Josh, because uh, uh, they're, well, I guess they near died. death. But they, I mean, they, technically, they, I mean, because the people right. that come on the show said they, they were dead. So I think it's like post-dead debriefing, I suppose. Right. But there is a number that come back, and they they have a hellish experience. And from what I gather over the years, it's about 25%. But those seem to be pretty life-changing events as well when somebody realizes that, you know, but, but in sort of in a good way, I mean, I think sometimes we need a jolt when we're uh, just the crappiest person ever and we don't realize that we just are just being nasty to people and we react nasty to people. Sometimes, right. Joshua, we do need a jolt to say, hey, you got one shot at this thing. Is this the way you want to go out? I agree. I mean, I, I had a jolt. I didn't have a near death experience. I had some, you know, some real tough times and I had to go uh, up the road. I had to go to prison for a couple of years early on, you know, 20 years ago. And, 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 you know, I've had a wonderful life since, but I wouldn't have had that wonderful life. I don't think if I didn't get that jolt and, you know, um, I think, you know, in my intuitive um, communication over the years, I've gotten the feeling that I would have had to have either gone to prison to get that time out to get that kind of life-changing um cha you know uh, you know pivot um or i would have had to od'd or died in some way and had some maybe near-death experience possibly because i don't think i you know people may not know that there's an afterlife they may speculate oh i wonder if there's a god or whatever it is but you're absolutely right if 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 bad people or people that were living bad, I should say, not doing the right thing, mm -hmm. um, got a taste of what the other side was like, or even the, or even confirmation that there was another side, or you know, mm -hmm. would they still act the same way? You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I think that's very interesting. Now you made a mention in the first hour, Joshua, that uh, I think you said there's levels, perhaps some sort of yeah, levels on it. Right. Now, biblically speaking, uh, the Bible says. Um, to some will be given few stripes stripes to, to some will be given many stripes now I, I i do have to say i'm not going to pull out pull that out and let it sit by itself that has to be interpreted sure. line upon line precept upon precept but the generality of that is there are levels you know whether it's punishment levels or ascension levels let's just say you know yes. I, I would think when you go there you don't want to be the one that say barely made it on a technicality and you never did nothing good in your life, you know, you really want, you know, it seemed like we really want to not maybe bragging rights, but to, to know that somewhere we, we, we realized that life wasn't about ourselves, that it, we were here to experience life in about in the body to, to increase the amount of love. And it, it comes down to love. I'm just going to say, I agree. It, absolutely. I think you're speaking the, the, the right language. A hundred percent, man. 
you know, and 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 just to back up what you're saying, I mean, sure, the you know the word heaven in a singular uh, sense is mentioned, you know, many times in the Bible, but the word heavens is mentioned many times in the Bible as well. And so, you know, heavens is not, um, you know, I mean, that's plural. So there's, there are, you know, there are levels. Um, I firmly believe I've heard my spirit guides talk about, Mm -hmm. um, they've come through the box and they said, you know, we're coming down, we're coming down. Um, you know, we're going back up, we're going back up. Um, and then others are like, you know, we're here all the time, you know, so there's some that are kind of that haven't been able to move. They are wanting to grow spiritually still on the other side. They're wanting to ascend, but they haven't really made it there yet. Like maybe they're working on something, but then there's others that are coming down and helping, but they don't stay down here because they don't live down here, right? Like they need to go back home and, you know, get more light, rejuvenate, re kind of, you know, they have a, a light filled place to be. Mm-hmm. And I can receive that light. You can receive that light because it comes from that source up there. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, we're talking about it in a very simple, simplified, you know, kind of way. But I mean, um, there's a system, man. And I don't think it really matters. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but I'm not going to. I don't think I think that if you live a good way, a good and you have like you said, it all comes down to love. If you have love in your heart, you're helping other people um, regardless of what. And you're just trying to to be a better person. I, I don't think that the system, the laws of the of of the spiritual laws are different because of your religion or because of, you know, I think that spirituality is spirituality. So, you know, mm-hmm. everyone can worship however they want, but I think it gets us back to the same same destination. And mm-hmm. um, in, in the near-death experience testimonies I've heard, uh, I remember one particular where uh, a man said, told me that he died on the operating table. He was dead for 10 hours. They already tagged his toe. So there it goes. It was not near death. It was death. Yeah. And then, but when he went to heaven... He was told, you can, in simplified terms that we just said, you can lock in where you're at now, or we can send you back, and you can make some improvements. Oh, interesting. So that's pretty cool. You know, given a choice. And I've heard of actually a number of of things on that realm and uh, and, in that way. So it seems that we are improving. I think, I I don't know about, maybe you know more than than I, I, I say, but it seemed like our chance to improve is now. And... I mean, you can't. Can you be more spiritual on the other side after you've been there a while, or do, are you at a place where you'll be for eternity? No, because that's so. That's so. I mean, dude, I gotta give you, man. You really. I mean, not that I didn't expect you to ask good questions. I've, I've been interv- interviewed by you before, but uh, you're asking really good stuff. Um, this guy is Paramahansa Yogananda. He's, he's one of the gurus, um, out there. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's not alive anymore. He died in 52, 53, I think. Um, but you know, he talks about, he says, um, people that think that, you know, death liberates them and makes them an angel. Um, he goes, no, he goes, if that was the case, let us all go to the rivers and the, and, and the ocean now and drown ourselves and become angels at once. He goes, but no, he goes, you are who you are in this life in the afterlife. He goes, this is the place to change. This is the place to work on it. He goes, this is, do it now. Don't wait until then, which you still can work. There's still hope. It's not like you get to the other side and it's like game over and you got to sit out for 500 years and wait until you can get back in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, you could still make a change, but it's harder. This is the time we're given a great opportunity to actually be in a body and experience, like you said, this this realm and bring love into existence. And that's not always what we're worried about. We're worried about the jobs and ego and pride and status mm-hmm. and getting to a certain position in our careers and all that. So it's hard. But then again, you can't become a hippie tree hugging, you know, just, uh, you know, den- uh, you know, denunciant or, uh, you know, to uh, denounce everything and just like, right. you know, go to the woods. I mean, they say it's not about going to the mountains and just disappearing. It's about like finding spirituality with it, you know, within your family, within your job, within your community. You know what I'm saying? That's the way that you can ascend. It's not to run away and hide mm-hmm. and, right. to, you know go into the woods and only just, you know, so I think that's interesting. I think there's a lot to be said. This is the place to work all that crap out. Mm-hmm. And you it's know? interesting too, because I think you said in the first hour that uh, society in general doesn't lend itself for uh, human spirituality improvement by Correct. any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it's, it's, it seems to be the thrust to pit us against each other. And, and, and I think, too, I, I like what you said about, say, your job and thing. You know, you say, well, you can hate your job, but you know what? You just might have a reason why you're there. Sure. Uh, so, you know, and I think if if you if you're s- s- more spiritually minded, I don't I, I know that term being so spiritually minded, you know, earthly good, which is one way to put it. But uh, I think there's a, some balance in there. Absolutely. But be aware, be cognizant of your surroundings, and 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 look for opportunities to see what you can impart in somebody else. And, and Joshua, you know, oh, awesome. I know you know, if you impart something in totally selfless, just cons- got yourself completely out of this, you just want to do something over here and walk away, it's coming back to you. You know that. It's going to yeah. come back to you more than what you put over there. Well, you know, I mean, even though I know that, and it is, it's like you're making a deposit into your spiritual bank account as opposed to an earthly bank account. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you Absolutely. know, I mean, I, I listen to rich guys talk about how nervous they are to die because of how much they've amassed in this life and they can't take it with them to the other side. So like they want to figure out a way to grow to be 120 years old with that with that fortune and all that. But, you know, the fact is, is that the, there's something greater on the other side to be living for. But, you know, I think that when I go to help someone, I mean, um, and I do it just out of the kindness of my heart. There's no praise. There's no like, you know, glory as far as like, I'm not going to get any notoriety. It's just a deed, man, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel the the gratitude for how blessed I am in my life. I feel like I just did did something for my father. Like I did something for, you know, the greater good. Like Like my God needed to help this person over here. And needed a little bit of a of a human representative to do it in that moment. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if I could be used for that good in that moment as a tool of the Lord's, in a sense, mm-hmm. like I don't think there's any greater glory yeah. than that, man. I mean, that means you're you're you know you're moldable clay, and He can do something with you. Yeah, I think I heard, that's really cool. I've heard it said that just make yourself available. There you go. And uh, hey, I'll tell you what, we got a lot of questions. Let's let's get uh, some sure. of these questions. Sorry for the people that put them in there, uh, yeah. but. Uh, Let's just get down. All right. This is actually from Bear, who does our Bear Report every week. He says, if the energy is either positive or negative, does that mean it has an electrical charge? I would say yes. I mean, just based on what Einstein said, it can't be you know created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I do believe dark energy can be you know converted back to to light or back to the positive. 
Um, I, you know, we all have free will, free choice. So I don't think we're only locked in to be bad or, or you know, good. Uh, you know, we have the potential to be both. But yes, I don't want to keep going on. That's, okay. I do believe that. Yes, okay. I believe that. All right. Smoke C out of live chat. Is it true when we die, we should turn away from the light? I heard that the light is a trap and we've been lied to about the light before. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've heard that, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances based on my eight years of research <laughs> and all of the all of the stuff that I've heard. Yeah, I don't think going away from it. I don't think going into darkness is the right choice. I think going into light is the right choice. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. I mean, just by what you just said, I mean, God is light, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said to people before, if God has made it so hard for us to discern Him then whatever, then let it be the, what it is. Then I mean, that's apparently how hard, if that's how hard it has to be for us to, if I call on Jesus Christ and I pray to Jesus Christ or I pray to God and the devil can just easily come in and just be, I'm Jesus and you can pray to me, you know, then, then there's something wrong with the system. And I don't think there is anything wrong with the system. I'm just saying, I think that if I'm wholeheartedly praying to God or if I'm, asking for help, I'm going to get that help. That's what faith tells me, right? So that's what I have to believe. And we're told that it's the father of light. Turn it over to the father of light, mm-hmm. not the father of darkness. So yeah. prince of darkness, and right? I think maybe where the, the viewer was coming from is there is a, a scripture that says, no marvel for the for Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. So there are some tricksters out there. Uh, sure. You know, we we, we got to be aware of that, though. We can't be too blind on that. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, right. I totally agree with you with that. Yep. Okay. Adil S. says, do you consider your spirit guide actually angels? Um, I believe they are. I, I believe they're angels in training, in a sense. Um, I understand the term that you know, angels were never human, and and so that then they never will be human. But there is some form of angelic guide so i know that there are angels like actual angels that have come down and they've they've i mean i've i've picked up some amazing things um audibly and visually um definitely more audibly i've heard a lot of responses talking about angels are here um there's light they're you know they're here um but i've also heard them talk about the guides that they're like you know training to be angels like they're working for their wings in a sense and i think that's very interesting okay Australian Ben, uh, who's a previous guest in our live chat, says, uh, Joshua, does light sustain water just as water s- sustains life? Does this speak to God's love for man flowing like a fountain? Um, I'm trying to understand that question. So at the first part of it, what was it again? Okay. Is, yeah, is, understood, is light... understood. Does light sustain water like water sustains life? Um, well, I mean, I know water is a huge, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's so important, um, you know, to life itself, but at the same time, um, I know that it has a spiritual purpose. It's so crazy. It's been mentioned. Water has been mentioned many times in sessions. I've done sessions where I've done, uh, different things with water, um, involving them and their communication has been better. So there is something to that, you know, uh, there is something to that. So I, I don't think I'm fully answering the question cause I don't, I don't think I know the full answer to that, but yeah. just giving you what my experience is. Yeah. I mean, interesting yeah. there, there's the baptism by water and then there's, right. uh, being anointed by oil, which is derivative of water. So there is something that flows. I mean, talk about the flowing of living well, water, 70% water. So, I mean, clearly there, there's a major, correlation you know what else is 
seventy percent water, watermelon. Uh, okay. Uh, Viveka says, uh, Joshua, how can you believe that these voices are not lies? The devil's the master deceiver and counterfeiter of the truth. That's a great, that's a great, uh, thank you. Thank you for that question. So, um, first of all, um, you know, it's been eight years, it's been eight years and I've done thousands of sessions, right? Thousands of sessions for myself and for other people and for their loved ones. And 90% of the communication has been positive. They talk about God. They talk about living better, being better. I'm sorry. If there's a demon out there and he's telling me to pray to Jesus and he's telling me to live better and do better, and he's waiting eight years to give me positive answers, and then on the ninth year he's going to drop the bomb and say, go ahead and kill everyone, mm -hmm. you know, then whatever. I don't know what to tell you. But I'm, I'm going to listen to the positive advice of these liars, these so-called liars then, because it's it's really made me a much better person. So, you know, I just want to read this to you really quickly. It yeah, says, man. you know, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians verse 14, um, 1, through th uh, uh, 1 through 3 in the NIV, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He's talking about wanting spiritual gifts and wanting those from our God. He also says over here, he gives uh, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. This is also 1 Corinthians 12, 4, uh, uh, 4 through 11. A uh, spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. The uh, To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of, of special knowledge. He goes on. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophecy. He gives someone the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Right there, he's telling us mm -hmm. that there will be people that will be able to discern from these so-called messages. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is, this yeah. is right hey, here. I uh, love the quote there. And, uh, well, I was thinking when, when you were saying that, reading, reading that, do we should we know what our gifts are does and does everyone have at least one of those i paul is saying that we do i've come to the understanding that we all have an intuitive ability of some sort we've been given the keys to a rolls royce and we drive around thinking we have a honda civic we don't understand that we have some great spiritual capabilities mm -hmm. And, that, and, and Paul is going through the list of the gifts. Some of them is just being wise, mm -hmm. but some of them are going further and talking about prophecy, spirit communication. Um, you know, I mean, why why would God make mediums? Why would there be these, you know, these, you know, these mediums? That's to help people. I mean, just in just in John, let's see, hold on, hold on, don't go anywhere. John 4, 48, he talks about. Uh, except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. I mean, that's Jesus saying that. You need to see to believe, he's saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let me throw a question out then to the people watching in the live chat. Do you have a gift, as was just read to you, one of those? Do you, do you, do the people watching the show, do you know you have at least one of those gifts? Uh, you could say what it is if you know. Just say, yeah, I feel like I have one if you, if you don't, if you don't want to say exactly what it is and you know when you were saying that an epiphany came to me joshua 
It's got to be, and it came, it was, came in this form. One of the biggest lies that there must be is that we don't know who we are and what ability for change for the good we can actually make. Absolutely. I know how many how many of us said, "Hey, you know, like I say, I'm just a cowboy with an internet show." What can show. I do? You know, what can I do? Uh, right. I think we've all said that, you know, and so there, maybe and then we're lied to him. So we're sitting in the corner. We're waiting for an email from God to say, okay, your power is coming in. Go use it. And I think he's saying you already have it. You don't even know it. And you haven't, you need to use it and then strengthen it by reason of Absolutely. use. Absolutely. I love, I love, I love what you're talking about, man, because you're dialed in. I mean, you really are talking, you know, my language in the sense that that's exactly right. It doesn't mean every single person is going to become a medium and talk to the other side. That's not what the purpose, that's not what everyone's purpose is for. But there, you know, everyone has an ability to reach other people. And I'm not talking about through social media. I'm talking about just through their acts of kindness or through their own, you know, personal development. Uh, it could be at their job. It could be within the family. It could be within the community in some way. You know, I mean, I don't know. It could be online, some in some group. I mean, you never know. I get video. I get messages all the time. People saying, "You don't know what your videos have done for me," and I don't because I make them. I put them out there. Someone finds them. God, the higher power, uses that those videos and uses this program and uses other different, you know, things to get mm -hmm. to different people and try to wake them up and I, say, listen, I heard somebody say, I'm not, I, I, well, because you know, the thing is this, what would be the point of a father that loves his child so much, but to say, you got to do it my way. You only got to do it my way. And I'm not going to give you a choice. And it's only because I love you. That's why I'm just not going to let you make a choice. That's not love, right? He's going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to let you make your choice and you're probably going to make the wrong one a million different times, but I'm still going to be here to take you in and love you and support you. That's big time, man. That's huge. You know? So we all need to keep seeking and that's it. You know, keep seeking that source. I think, I think, and you know, our gift will come out. However that is. I heard, heard somebody say that, uh, so you don't know what gift you have. Just use it, fire the shot, and then activate it. And if it's off, then the Spirit of God will come in. He'll line it, but you've got to shoot. Yeah. And I think it goes back to that trickster thing is don't shoot at all. It's Time's not right. You know, don't step out in faith. Don't go out and talk to your I neighbor. Think, don't go out and I, talk to your neighbor. I think that's such a great poignant thing to say, man, because honestly – like you, like we were saying earlier, the system is devised, this matrix or whatever, the simulation is devised in a way to kind of create uh, complacency and and low confidence and just, you know, la laziness and just, you know, kind of uh, not take that shot like you said. You know, it's like, oh, the time's not right and we can't make a difference. Mm -hmm. Everyone can. You know, we're all connected. I think that, you know, when, when, you, know, when you see like one of those like uh, those like with the solar system and it shows the earth and it backs out and it shows the sun and it backs out and shows right. beetle guys and mm -hmm. keeps going. The, and, you, you know, the known universe and you're going, I'm just not even a, I'm not even a speck of sand. I'm like a, I'm not even anything in this thing. But what we don't realize is that we are connected to the source. So we are. We are just a single point of consciousness. You know, I am, you are, anyone watching, but we're all tied into the source. So we're bigger than we really even understand. We're just, we're only seeing the littleness of it. We're not seeing the bigness of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think the demons actually tremble when they consider what kind of power we actually have. And their only way to, totally to, to, to win is to trick us.
And uh, keep going back to that. All right, so here we go. Uh, Jade, our moderator, is absolutely convinced she has the gift of spiritual discernment. Uh, let's see if we've got any, any others. Uh, Rose says, I have psychic abilities. I can see ghosts, spirits, and demons. Um, let's see if we've got any, anybody else that says or would like to say anything on that. I will wait and see if thing, anything else comes in. All right, let's get some more questions for you. Um, oh, uh, put you all way first. Says, uh, if, if you don't mind, what, what did you go to prison for? Oh, um, I was well. I was heavily. I was an alcoholic, um, addicted to drugs, and um, uh, it's in. It's all in my book, and I also made uh, my film. I did a film uh, that went to theaters, and it's all in there. Um, but I. Uh, What's the name of it? Uh, the uh, The movie is not for human consumption. Okay. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime and and other. You know, I think you watch it on. Yep, there it is. Um, so, um, but yeah, I I I ended up. Um, uh, shooting a drug dealer uh, six times in a deal that went bad, and uh, I was sent to prison for attempted murder. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank God, you know, I was facing 20 years, and I only got two and a half. And uh, the two and a half saved my life because it was long enough for me to really, you know, get get religion, so to speak, you know. Um, but uh, it wasn't long enough that my life was over and that I'd still have a chance to a second chance, you know, to live. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I had a second chance one time in my wild and crazy youth. I was riding a motorcycle down an alley and um, I didn't have a helmet and the the back wheel went out from underneath me and I'm falling, I don't know, doing 30, 40 miles an hour and, 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 and I was nearly sideways and as I was falling off the bike, uh, my hand twisted the accelerator in a microsecond and that bike stood right back up. I mean, oh I, was, I was horizontal. I should have been dead or horribly injured. And let me tell you something. I got off the bike for 30 years after that one. But I thought I had another chance for life here. Maybe I better try not to screw it up this time. That's really wild. So, man. Wow. You know, I think I think everybody gets second and third and fourth and fifth. And I think we get more chances than we can count. I think maybe in the afterlife, as you speak, we're going to be able to see some of those near misses. All I right. think so, too. I think I, I agree with you. All right. More questions. Let's see if we rapid fire these. Get some of the folks to answer here. Sure. Uh, sure. Rose says, what do you know about the pineal gland? I know a lot about it. Uh, third eye, pineal gland. I mean, it's uh, it's it's what I actually envision and what I use to to see my psychic stuff when I'm working um, with it. Um, when you watch some of my videos on my channel, you will see these balls of light and uh, leaving my head. And a lot of times they're leaving where there's this silver patch of hair on my head. It's very strange, and it's. It's kind of similar, to, or it's it, it's it's close to the pineal gland. So it's it's the place where they say that the soul enters and leaves the body. Mm. So very important. Very nice, very nice. Okay, uh, May seven seven says seven 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 says how how old is human DNA and is it all human, terrestrial and non-terrestrial? I do not know that answer, so I'm not going to even attempt to answer it. Okay, follow up question: Do we need evil to understand good? Uh, I mean, I would say yes, and there's a balance of power, and um, we need to understand. Uh, I mean, like I said, without free will, there wouldn't be morality or, there, or any reason for morality. So it's a part of um, this experience. It's, it's yeah. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, it is. All things are used for for his good, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, the, well said. Uh, is the competitive nature of man 
something only of this world. I guess they were saying if isn't in the afterlife uh, and finding hope in the afterlife. Is there any competitive spirit there? Well, there is there is still competitive uh, or a competitive aspect at times on the other side in the uh, I don't want to say lower than us realms, but just like more earthly realms um, on the other side of the veil. The higher up you go, the less ego you have, the less ego you have, the less competition. It's more for the collective. It's more for the good of everyone as opposed to a competitive nature. Competitive, uh, you know, competition comes more from ego, even though there is an evolution factor there. We're evolving. We're trying to get to the next level. So there is a healthy competition. But, uh, yeah, that's all part of the ego. So, I mean, yeah. Um, In your book, Finding Hope in the Afterlife, is there any discussion in there, Joshua, about whether or not all of our range of emotions follow us there? I mean, are, would we have hate and rage and jealousy on the other side? Yeah, I mean, I talk about how that, um, again, anything that we were like now when we die is how we're going to, what, what we're going to take with us to the other side. Mm-hmm. So that's why you want to clearly let, you know, that's why the whole that whole wear the world like a loose garment is such a really important statement. He's not just saying that to like be like, hey, man, be a hippie. You know, like he's saying that because you don't want to have that heavy coat on when it's time to shed it, you know, when it's time to get it, you know, to get, you know, go to the next side. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. Uh, Truth and Treasure says, Joshua. um do you know that the Holy Spirit talks to people as well? Yeah, I mean, I I, I speak um, well. I mean, there's um, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and there's and you know there's a, a lot more to that than just it being a Catholic thing or whatever. Like that, mm-hmm. the, like that's act, you know that Holy Trinity really extends to every religion and everything. So. Um, we all have that within us. I, in my book, I talk about my own personal intuitive communication with Christ. And, you know, someone can believe it or not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was mm-hmm. I'm talking to the only Christ in the sense that, like, Jesus chose only me to come through or anything like that. But it was a personal communication. I believe it was enabled because of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that he was able to communicate with me just as I'm talking to you at times, sometimes clearer during, than others. During that communication, um, did he say anything that surprised you? I mean, I heard of he. I mean, I asked questions about everything that you can imagine: pyramids and aliens. I asked about everything that I could ask, whether it was through the medium that was channeling him at the time, my partner that Nikki that I was, you know, that was able to bring in a Christ consciousness and and you know for a period and then i i did and each time i did it felt like the same person that i was talking to the same loving all compassion um just all knowing power and his words were always so simple but powerful like they had double meanings to them and was there anything that was you know yeah i mean i don't know i can't i mean there's so much in the book so off the top of my head without going into a long story no i can't just say one thing that he said that yeah and i think if people go if they go to our website they they can click on your website follow you that way or they can click on that image of that book and i think i'll take them to the amazon page yeah 
Um, Hopeparanormal.com is really my website, you know, where you can get to the book, you can get to the app that I'm building. Um, it's oh, yeah. not out yet, but there's a, there's a spirit communication application software uh, that I'm, I'm devising. Um, so all of that can be found, hopeparanormal.com. Okay. Uh, Smoke C says, Joshua, is it possible to choose death, that leave our physical bodies without com committing actual suicide? Yes, actually, that's a very that's a great question. Um, th there's a there's a technique um, that the gurus, the masters, um, learn. A yogi will learn um, when they learn um, um, advanced uh, like yoga, dif uh, different uh, meditation techniques, kriya yoga. Um, this man again, um, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, uh, he brought kriya yoga from India over uh, in the twenties and anyway he was here and he had told his followers he said you know his devotees he said i'm going to be leaving here soon and they said well what do you mean we you know, we're not going to be able to go on without you and he goes no you will love will be left in my place and later that night he was you know giving a, a large speech to a, a a hall in la filled packed with people and a dignitary from india and after the he read some poem he turned his gaze up and as he turned his gaze up, um, his heart stopped, and and he left his I mean he left his body, his body dropped, and that was it. And um, that's like the highest honor that there is is to be able to choose when to leave your body, and it's not in a suicide. You know, it's not it's not suicide. It's it's because you're given that you know you've lived a great life, and you're you know. Mm -hmm. And how many times also have we seen these? You know, one couple, they've been married for, you know, a couple married for 60 years and one dies and the other one, you know, makes the choice almost to pass within hours uh, of the other one passing, you know? Yeah, I've seen that. And it's, in one way, it's really, really sweet. And I think one of those happened just this week. I don't know who it was. Maybe just go. Oh, I hear about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and you talk about connection now. That That's a life connection that, uh, you know, in sure. fact, my, my, uh, my grandparents was like that. And it was a very sad story. I might as well just share that a little bit of that. Um, they were married forever. And then she died and uh, I, she was on the couch for four days. And he was on his knees by her side for four days. And then uh, before, I guess he reported, he just wouldn't let her go. And then finally, I guess he called and they took her out. And then two or three days later, he died. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, that's it. I mean, I get it. And I think he was given, he was granted the permission you know to you know to leave without it being some kind of suicide you know it's not like i mean he didn't take anything he didn't do anything right he he just his will to live left his body so it was like it was you know his spirit was ready to go on and be with his love you know interesting let me tell you another story i, I just popped in my memory i don't know if this helps the conversation but um i was visiting a hospital one time and i there were two two men in there that has had the exact same condition and one guy, uh, I, I can't remember if they're in the same room or how I knew that, but uh, one guy was just cursing and mean as a snake, complaining, and the other guy was like really gracious and kind of accepting. Um, within a week, the angry guy died of his condition. They both had the same condition. But the other guy, he sort of recovered, and his wife got 30 more days of uh, kind of gradually seeing him out and he didn't he didn't suffer wow. pain but that the kind of shows you your your spirit may have some effect on how you leave this world and 
I, you know, I kind of like the kind of the easier route, but who's who's to say? All right, got more questions, a few more questions, uh, Joshua. Uh, Gladys Kravitz says, Joshua, what is considered an unclean spirit uh, that's spoken about in the Bible? Is it different than a demonic spirit? I mean, I, you know, I'm the, it's, it, it, it's important that I say I'm really no expert. I understand I've been doing this eight years. I'm, I'm not, you know, um, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not a Ph.D. I just really wanted to learn more. And so I've read many books and all that. So I'm not I don't know if I'm going to give you the right answer. I don't I, I, I think that there are actual demonic entities out there. Um, but I think that there are people that um, have good in them, but have lived bad or have, um, you know, a tarnished, I don't say soul, but, you know, have have that karma that they have to deal with. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that I don't think that they are demons, but I think that there are mm -hmm. uh, spirit that are around us that can play on our negativities or play on the negative, you know, the negative energy that's around us, but that aren't necessarily demons that, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know if suicide will keep you out of a good afterlife? So the majority, a lot of the uh, cases and sessions I do are for people that have committed suicide. And the communication that I get from them is not one that they're in hell. It's not one that they're, um, you know, locked out of anything that's good. Um, but they're not, you know, they're still dealing with something. A lot of those people, just like I've been sharing throughout this whole interview, is that just because we, um, you know, we lived a certain way, we were depressed, we had issues, um, and we chose to take our life, we, we still can work our way through that. But um, no, a lot of those people have expressed being tired or not having much to do, staying around where they were before, like around their families or around where they were, so they're not in heaven, they're not necessarily in the light and love in every aspect of the afterlife, there's something that they feel is they still need to deal with. They need to deal with. I had someone that I, I reached out to that committed suicide and they said, I said, what's your advice to someone that's thinking about, you know, taking their life? Mm -hmm. And they said, never give it up. I thought that it was very clear. It came through the spirit box. It said, never give it up. And I thought, wow, you know, that's that's powerful stuff coming from a guy that committed suicide. Right. Well, plus you may you may get you may get a, a miraculous healing or miracle in your life if you just kind of hang on. You never know when it's going right. to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, do you? The question is, do you believe in aliens and risen masters, Maitreya, etc., that come with aliens when they make contact? So this is a great question. I don't believe that there's separation from aliens and the afterlife and paranormal. I believe that there is um, a direct correlation. I don't know exactly what that is. Um, I do believe in aliens. I do. I have seen things in the sky before. Um, I know that Dr. Stephen Greer's program, you know, C5 and all that, that what he's working on um, um, the, his meditations and his guided meditations that he takes people through um, where they get they see things and they are able to capture things with their camera. That's the same type of meditation. I've listened to it. And it's the same type of meditations and guided stuff that I do when communicating with spirit. So the process is very similar. I've seen balls of light drop down from not personally my eyes. I've seen in video that I feel is 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 um, 
good video. You know, it's a valid video. Um, but I've seen balls of light, like the orbs that I've recorded going in and out of my head. I've seen them drop down from the sky and do crop circles. So there's something going on there. Uh, I've seen those balls of light in the sky moving like they're a UFO. Mm-hmm. And they're moving like these like these little balls of light that are coming into my room when I'm doing these sessions. So there's something going on there that I haven't been able personally to, to tie together, mm-hmm. but I feel like it is. In any way, do you think that you ever have gotten close to opening a portal that you didn't want opened? Yeah, I think that it's happened probably more than a, uh, you know more than a couple times. But that's why I do trust the light. I trust Jesus Christ, and I trust the the angels and the help that I have. I think there's a lot of things that have happened on the other side that I just do not know or do not, did not know that they happened. You know, I don't know how many close calls there might have been with something, but that's where the protection comes in. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, there's portals being opened all the time, and I have children, and but I, but I, I mean. We have a wonderful life. I mean, it doesn't mean bad things don't happen to us sometimes or we don't deal with adversity in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, we have we feel very protected and, and loved. And mm-hmm. yeah, but I do think that there's. Portals by by that the way, there. I love the candle in your background there. Oh, thanks. That's a real mood setter, man. Real. Yeah, man. I mean, thanks. what is it about candles? It's a spiritual. It's uh, that's a uh, that's inviting nice spirits to come in, you know, I mean, just, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just I had the incense going, too. So, yeah, you know, it yeah. smells good in here. You know, there are things that we can do to, to, to soothe ourselves. You know, that's another, that's another way. Uh, for instance, the rooms in my houses are, are painted different colors because I feel like each color, you know, having color around enhances yep. your mood and the life is full of color. And, you know, so there are things that we can do to enhance our human experience like, like that. I mean, and, uh, well, I, I just I want to say this. If anyone ever feels like one of you know, people get messages all the time. Oh, I feel this negative energy. I feel this negative energy. I feel that there's something here or watching me or attaching to themselves to me. They say, you know, and it's a very fearful comment, you know, mm-hmm. what you know, what should they do? And I always say, listen, put on some classical music in, inside the house, violin, piano. Okay. Play some Indian classical music, some some just traditional, you know, classical music. Okay, meditation music, you know, really positive stuff. Burn some incense. Bring in some fresh flowers. Go buy some fresh flowers. Go pick some fresh flowers. Bring them inside. Let the light from outside come in. If so, if you got like a dark space, let that light come in, and then pick up. If you like the, you know, the good book, you know, the Bible, if you want to read the Bible, pick up the Bible, read, read, read the red, you know, read the red, read the words in red, read something spiritual out loud. Mm-hmm. Anything that's negative around will not want the flowers around. They will not want the positive smell of incense or the flowers. They will not want to hear those sweet tones of the music. They will not want to hear the word being read out loud. So these things are surefire ways to take care of any of that negative residual energy around your house. That could be done tonight. That could be done right now. Like you don't have to call in a priest and a paranormal team and all that other <laughs> shit. You can just stay focused on that. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, tips from Joshua and how to have some feng shui in your, in your, and you know, there's what you're saying is we have more, that goes back to our last hour when we, we say we have more control uh, than we think we do. The little yes. who would think that light a candle, play some music, open the windows, open the curtains. You know, uh, for me, I go to I go to YouTube and put on 4K serene scenes from Italy. There you go. 
uh, yep. from a drone, that does it for me. Um, yeah, because it's clearing out the space. It's a form of like meditation in a way. I mean, not all meditation is lotus style and, you know, the madras and, you know, sitting there with your eyes closed. I mean, you know, washing the dishes and doing that kind of stuff and just kind of zoning out and putting yourself in a better you know, change, you know, move a muscle, change, you know, change, a, what is it? Uh, uh, move a muscle, change a thought, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. It's, it's like, you know, those things are positive. Okay. All right. We've got this question here. Um, Max asks, uh, Joshua, do you believe we will ever have lasting peace in this present age? No, no, no. I mean, thanks, I, Joshua. I don't, I don't, Th thanks for the encouragement there. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just being honest in the sense that the peace that we have to find is within, and that's the problem. That you know, this is like a, um, you know, like the Sims game on steroids. I mean, that's what we are in here. We're in some kind of simulation that it's an obstacle course. It's a spiritual obstacle course, you know, and and so it's like you said, and we've said, it's not designed to create peace. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, we have to kind of create peace around us mm -hmm. we want to you know we have to be the peace that we want to see within the world to the best of our ability we work on ourselves we're working on the world that's really the best way to do it so you know if you create peace within you you will find that everlasting peace you know here mm -hmm. um heaven on earth you know what i'm saying like there is that um but it's between it's, it's, it's between our ears. Hey, we, we got a few more tips that people want to add to your uh, excellent tips. Uh, one person said, uh, go outside and ground your feet. Be barefoot. Grounding is awesome. I'm so glad that someone brought that up. Let me just, I'm right here next to it. I just want to show something sure. real quick. Hold on, hold on. So, Grounding is a big deal. Whoever just said that, thank you for saying that because and, and especially just going outside, you know, holding a tree barefoot in the grass, um, you can envision, um, you know, energy. So I take my patrons, the people that join my, my, my site, my, you know, my groups and stuff. I do like little meditational classes and things like that. Um, and I show them this picture. This is just me, you know, coloring with crayons pretty much, but just to show, to give an example, I, I, sh I show this example to them, but this is a picture of someone sitting in a chair. I understand it's kind of rough, but they're sitting in a chair. They're not doing anything gross or nothing here. This is a grounding cord and we can envision like a cord, you know, coming out of the, like, you know, connected to our tailbone and uh, it goes into the ground and then we can envision, you know, earth energy coming up through our feet. Um, we can envision light coming, you know, cosmic light coming down. And I, I know that sounds all foo-foo and that sounds all kind of hokey as far as like, you know, we can envision, envision, envision. How do we know that's real? But what's crazy about this, I wouldn't believe any of this stuff if I didn't hear some of the recordings of what I've captured. Um, I've had teachers tell me, spiritual teachers and guides, to, you know, um, on this side that were alive, say, hey, envision this. You envision energy coming in. You envision energy going out. It's really happening. And I'm like, you know, that's OK. That's nice to say that. But how do we really know that's even the truth, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've done these meditations and I've done these sessions with them, these box sessions, you know, mm -hmm. and I've envisioned light coming in. And all of a sudden, like I said, I've I've envisioned that, but then on camera you see the ball of light coming in, or you see, 
or you hear the spirit saying, yes, we see the energy. Mm -hmm. So there's something to that, like you said, that our minds are more powerful than we realize, our bodies, our beings are more powerful than we realize, and that we just don't realize that when we are envisioning stuff, it's happening somewhere, man. Like it's ha it's happening on some level in some reality, you know? Mm -hmm. So grounding is definitely a really good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that long answer. No, I think there's a great answer. I mean, the, the ancients knew there was certain power in the earth itself with the ley line thing, you know, that they've always oh tried God, to build yeah. on. Yeah. So there, there's something in the earth and uh, I don't think the devil put it in there. You know, I think it's part yeah. of the great design. I mean, I think there are little treasures that God expects us or wants us, you know, the Bible says it is, it is a matter of Kings to search out a matter, you know? So to search out a matter, what we're doing tonight, we're searching, we're, we're searching, right. we're listening right. to each other. We're talking, we're listening to the, the people that are writing right. in, uh, we're all searching and searching out the matter. And so tonight's matter we're talking about is there hope in the afterlife? And uh, from what you're describing, I, uh, that should reduce people's fear and anxiety about death as a permanent end, but really as a continuation. Absolutely. And then the bigger question there, Joshua, I think we've arrived at is what kind of person do we want to have represented ourselves as? And did we try to make a difference in, in whatever form and a gift that we had. I think one of the biggest fail things that we would be depressed about is when, if we go to the other side and say, you had this gift, you know how you did this and you did that and that gift you had and you didn't use it. I think that's such a, that's such a powerful thing. What you just said right there is so, man, I mean, you've really been hitting the nail on the head with a lot of these statements. And, and you know, so, I mean, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, I, what I heard someone say the other day is that what what would your what would your eight year old self and your eighty year old self think about you? And I really thought that was a very interesting question. You know what I'm saying? I really had to think about that for a minute. Myself at eight and myself at eighty. Am I proud? Are those two people proud of me and what I'm doing with my life? You know, and. Uh, you know, I've made a lot of money. Um, I've, I've accomplished a lot of things. I'm a proud father. I'm a proud filmmaker and I have business and all kinds of things. But when I get to the end, um, and I don't, you know, hopefully I'm not near that anytime soon. I mean, I'm 40 no, you're years not. old. So I, I mean, hopefully you. not, you know, and I, hopefully I'm there for my kids and everything else. But, you know, it's like when I get to the end, it's like I really, um, I'm going to think about also, um, you know, how many people messaged me over time and, and, and throughout the years and said, you know, you really helped me spiritually. I think that would be probably the greatest gift that I can, you know, I can get knowing that I really did help people on a spiritual level, especially when my life was as useless as it was 20 years ago. I mean, I was literally a plight on society. I was, I was, I was a detriment to people that I came in contact with. Um, I didn't offer anything to anybody. Uh, I took from life, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. now I've been given this other opportunity. I'm blessed. And so it's 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 my job to remain teachable, remain willing to 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 be called on to do some kind of little deed or big deed, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I think that that's what's gonna, you know, when people can get to that point and say, hey, I don't I don't have to go change the world, but if I can reach someone, and just let them know that they're, you know, that they're worth it um, or that they have a great ability to do something. Maybe, maybe someone's ability is not 
to or, you know, maybe their ability is to help bring out other people's ability just with encouragement right. and just mm -hmm. with love. So you don't know. You don't know what that is. But if you say, God, I don't know what that is, but I want to I want to work for you in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about going to the church on Sundays always and just being an usher or something. I'm talking about like, mm -hmm. you know, working for you in another way. You if you ask for that, I found you will receive mm -hmm. it. You will receive an answer. Some yeah. way, and it may not be right away, but you will get it. Yeah, I think it's like we talked in the first hour. We said the idea of making yourself available. Right. But I think that also has to come with a, a, an awareness. Uh, just be aware that when you go down to Walmart, you're going to meet somebody. You're going to meet a stranger. You're going to meet a stranger when you go to the gas station, where you go out to eat. You're going to meet a stranger. And right. what you leave in that stranger's life is what you are on this earth to be. I don't think... Those I, I don't believe in coincidences at all. I think there are a lot of divine appointments that causes our <laughs> path like to, yeah. to go to those areas. And uh, so, you know, I mean, but I think just 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 be aware. And and, and I think you got to have a little bit a little bit of boldness. Say, well, because, you know, the mind, uh, Joshua, is going to talk you out of everything. It, you're so right, man. You know, and, and I, I have this chapter in my book about. Um, you know, my book really covers a lot of stuff, not to keep plugging it, but, you know, it really does cover a lot of, of stuff. And there is this chapter. I'm going to see if I can find it. Hold on. I, sure, I, go ahead. But really, not you know, problem. what it is, is, is that it, 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 it talks about why this is so hard to believe. Um, and so it really talks about why we can't just wrap our minds around the fact that this stuff is real or that we can make a difference. We do have abilities, you know, Um and it's because of the conditioning that we've gone through. I can't figure I, – I should probably look at the table of contents. It's really – that's what I should do. But, uh, you know, and, and so it's like we've, we've gone through our whole lives being told that it's not – it's this way, it's this way, it's this way, or that's not real, that's not real, that's not real. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we may have a spiritual experience. We may see something, hear something, experience something in faith or whatever, and all of a sudden we can't deny that. But you go talking to people and you go telling people – what you're experiencing and you're going to get called 80 different types of crazy, mm -hmm. you know? So you gotta, it's like you, like you said, you gotta be bold. You, you, it's like, you gotta work through that crap, that, oh, that ego of feeling like you're going to be called crazy or stupid, or you're going to lose your mind, you know? Fear. Um, yeah, the fear, it's mm -hmm. just really, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's in, yeah, it's hard to believe it's page 117 in my book and it really does break down, um, you want to read yeah, a paragraph out of that? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, let me just see here. Hold on. I, there's probably one or two things I can, or just one thing I could probably just uh, snipe from it here. Hold on. Sure, we got time. Go ahead. Cool. Uh, let's see. Unless you come from a free-spirited family with a spiritual background or had an actual psychic medium in your family, chances are you were told from a young age that ghosts didn't exist, especially when we were kids and we thought we saw something in our rooms at night. Our parents would tell us it, isn't, it wasn't real, so we'd go back to bed. When we were told ghost stories, uh, they were to scare us with evil characters. So right there, in our formidable years, we were being shaped to believe spirits were fake unless it was evil. Then it was real. I'd say those are two major walls right there. As we get older, we begin to make our own decisions about what we choose to believe. One example of something that might happen 
we see a video someone sent us or a picture someone shared of a ghostly figure, maybe even a UFO, and we can't believe our eyes. And this seems like undeniable proof of their existence. We think maybe our parents were wrong all along, and we share it with others, trying to raise awareness of such a, a discovery until an uncle or a friend shows us proof that the video was faked or the picture was altered. But when we do our own research, we find out that they were probably right. And we vow never to be taken for a fool like that again. To us, all evidence is now fake and can't be trusted. It's not worth it. And so that that happens, you know, is that it's like we believe something, but we didn't really know the full truth on it yet. And again, it's the fear of looking like a fool. So, you know, even when we experience something on our, of, of our own and we didn't share it with others, we kind of have that in the back of our mind, that logic going, you know, man, don't don't believe this, you know, or don't don't tell people about this. Mm -hmm. So that's something we really have to work through, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think maybe if we did less listening to our mind and more listening to our heart, that's where the difference will be made. And I think that's where passion comes from. It comes from the heart as well. And uh, that's where the boldness comes from. But the mind, the mind is like a, a, a sort of a protector. It's always trying to protect us from ourselves. Oh, you don't want you to talk to that person. So, uh, don't say so that. Right, don't man. don't tell this person that. You know, maybe somebody else needs to do it. That's your mind in protect mode, and it will stop us. That's why the Bible talks about. It says the mind is enmity against God and cannot know God. The mind can't know it. But the heart can, and God equipped us and designed us that way. Joshua Lewis, we're at the end of the broadcast. Right. You're dialed in, man. I love it. I love what you're talking, man, because the heart is is a is a it's a radio, it's a receiver, and the mind, you know, the ego is totally like you said, man. It 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 thinks it's there to protect us, but really, what it's doing is it's it's keeping us closed in, you know. So I I, I you're right on, my friend. Okay. Well, Joshua Lewis, I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast. Any final thoughts? Appreciate you having me. No, I would just say to keep seeking. Keep seeking. Um, if you want to check out my work, please, hopeparanormal.com. Um, I have the channel, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash hopeparanormalwhitelight. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have a question, anyone want, you know, uh, you know, message me, comment on a video. I try to get back to everybody, um, but uh, keep seeking. God bless and love and light. Okay. Joshua Lewis, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have you on again sometime. Thank you so much.